It is indeed a pleasure for me to be back with you again. And of course, my wife Jane is here with me, and it's seriously always a pleasure uh, when I get that call from Father Craig. Can you help me out? And you know what's the beauty of this today? I don't have to preach. <laughs> Greg is going to be preaching. So it's like, oh man, and relax. So anyway, please, it's just so nice to be with you. And we hope that you'll join heartily in the responses and the hymns and every aspect of our worship together. So let's now worship the Lord. I'm going to wait just a second, if I may, brothers and sisters. Coming in the door right now is a uh, guest of Jane and, my, and myself, a friend and former parishioner. His name is Bob, so I hope you'll please welcome Bob. Hi, Bob. Hi, Bob. Now he's all embarrassed. Now he's all embarrassed, you know. Okay, well, thanks, thanks Bob. We're glad to see you. And after this, he's going to New York City. New York City? Hey! His, uh, uh, let's, let's worship. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Blessed be his kingdom, now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open. All desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also 
Let us pray. Almighty and merciful God, it is only by your gift that your faithful people offer you true and laudable service. Grant that we may run without stumbling to obtain your heavenly promises. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Habakkuk. The oracle that the prophet Habakkuk saw. O Lord, how long shall I cry for help, and you will not listen? Or cry to you violence, and you will not save? Why do you make me see wrongdoing and look at trouble? Destruction and violence are before me. Strife and contention arise, so the law becomes slack and justice never prevails. The wicked surround the righteous, therefore judgment comes forth perverted. I will stand at my watchpost and station myself on the rampart. I will keep watch to see what he will say to me and what he will answer concerning my complaint. Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision, make it plain on tablets so that a runner may read it. For there is still a vision for the appointed time. It speaks of the end and does not lie. If it seems to tarry, wait for it. It will surely come, it will not delay. Look at the proud, their spirit is not right in them, but the righteous live by their faith. The word of the Lord. reading from Paul's second letter to the church in Thessalonica. Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy, to the, church of Thessal to the church of the Thessalonians in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace from, our God, from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. 
We must always give thanks to God for you, brothers and sisters, as is right, because your faith is growing abundantly, and the love of every one of you for one another is increasing. Therefore, we ourselves boast of you among the churches of God for your steadfastness in faith during all your persecutions and the afflictions that you are enduring. To this end, we always pray for you, asking that our God will make you worthy of his call and will fulfill by his power every good resolve and work of faith, so that the name of the Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. The word of the Lord. Now Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through it. And a man was there named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him, because he was going to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried down and was happy to welcome him. But all who saw it began to grumble and said, He's gone to be with the guest of one who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. Then Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ.
God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. I loved climbing trees as a kid. How about any of you? Still do, maybe sometimes. There was something so compelling about getting up just high enough, typically where it felt a little dangerous, but just high enough where it felt like I was the only person for that moment in that place that saw the world from that specific vantage point. It was really exciting to feel like I was the only person who could see what I saw. The roofs of the houses came in a surprising diversity of colors. They're not all just black. Some are brown, some are gray. Cars way off in the distance were so small and from that viewpoint seemed to just travel so slowly down the road. And the people might as well have been ants on the ground traveling even more slowly than the cars. And being up in those trees, it made it easier for me to see how everything kind of worked together and fit together in my world. And so today, I think I can relate to Zacchaeus, the one who climbed the tree, who searched for a way to see Jesus from another vantage point. Zacchaeus, a wee little man, as the Sunday school song tells us, Zacchaeus, on the surface, this story about Zacchaeus is pretty straightforward, isn't it? He's a cheap tax collector, so a bad guy, but not even just a bad guy, but like the boss of bad guys. And he wants to see Jesus, for some reason we don't quite understand, pass through his town. But he's also a short guy, and the crowd prevents him from approaching Jesus. So naturally, he climbs a tree. Jesus sees him in this tree and tells him to come down because apparently Jesus needs a place to crash tonight. And the crowd grumbles because he's a tax collector. And we don't like tax collectors, remember? And so seemingly in Zacchaeus agreeing to host Jesus at his home, something dramatic happens. There's a conversion. Something changes in him. He swears off half of his possessions to be given to the poor. And he also says that if he happens to have maybe taken just a little too much tax money from people, which was actually very common in the time, that he would pay those people back four times over. Jesus then announces that Zacchaeus has, he's figured it out. He's achieved salvation. It has come to his home. And then the scene is over. It just ends. And it's not a bad story at all. But is anyone else here a little unsatisfied with it, like I am? It apparently only took a look at Jesus, passing him by for this total transformation to occur in the sinner, this deeply rooted sinner that we are told from the story. But where's the instruction in that? I don't doubt that Jesus could, you know, show up and we can be utterly changed just at the sight of him, but I'm questioning, however, the traditional surface understanding and how, that's, how that story is supposed to change our lives. So what's going on here? Several weeks ago, when I was up here last, I spoke to you about repentance. And more specifically, I asked you to consider how things might change in our understanding of Scripture when we take a second look at how things have been translated for us 
how we can have eyes to see, if you will, things a bit differently. And if you found that interesting, that's great because I need to do that again. And if you didn't find that interesting, this won't take very long. So just bear with me. Our Greek lesson this week centers around the word didomai, give, to give in Greek. We hear Zacchaeus use it today. Look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. I didomai to the poor. Except our translation in our Bible that we use here is a future tense. I will give. But that Greek word isn't in future tense. It's in the present tense. I give. So one tiny addition of the word will here makes actually a pretty big difference in how we understand Zacchaeus in this story. Taken from this vantage point, it would seem that any major transformation that is going to happen in Zacchaeus actually already has, because he's already giving half of his things. He's already paying people back. And so if he's seen the error of his ways and paying back what he owes, the moment has already passed. So he doesn't need to be convinced of this Jesus movement. It's already happened. So if we, little Zacchaeus, isn't the bad guy in the story, who is? Luke tells us he was trying to see Jesus, but on account of the crowd, he could not. He hurried down and was happy to welcome Jesus, and all who saw began to grumble and say, he has gone to be the guest of one who is a sinner. Have you ever caught yourself Grumbling when you witness someone get something you don't think they deserve? I have. Have you ever rolled your eyes at the end of a long, exciting movie where the villain gets to just walk away from all the pain and damage they've caused because the hero decides to be otherwise merciful instead of vengeful? I have. That crowd had long since judged Zacchaeus. He was an outsider. He was a traitor to his people. He extorted money, all in the name of an empire that oppressed every single one of them. And to them, he was irredeemable and definitely not worth Jesus's time. And whatever transformation occurred in Zacchaeus, which had already happened, it would seem, the crowd didn't know, and even if they did, they didn't seem to care much, did they? They doubted his conviction, and they judged him to be a tax collector and nothing else. I've been a member of that crowd from time to time, if I'm being honest. Maybe you have too. And it's not lost on me that this lesson is coming right around the time for midterm elections. They have been unquestionably fraught, and they are unquestionably important for our common life together. And especially when those with whom we may adamantly disagree fight policy and understanding and also say words like God and Jesus, it can be tremendously difficult to withhold judgment, can't it? Because it's always easier to reduce someone's humanity down to a position or maybe a role that they occupy, maybe like a tax collector, it's much easier to judge than it is to look deeply for the face of God in those people. But Jesus never said that this would be easy, did he? 
And when we judge each other as beyond the bounds of Jesus' transformative grace, we leave, we leave open also the possibility of believing in our darker moments that we might also be beyond the bounds of that grace too. When we judge, we do it at our own risk. So let's leave judgment to God because it takes a God-like vantage point to do judgment well. We just don't do it very well, do we? And so over and over again, we're instructed not to. Don't judge. And especially don't judge when you witness anyone, and I mean anyone, trying to get a glimpse of Jesus in their own right. Because Zacchaeus was a wee little man, but a happy man was he, for he had seen the Lord that day, and a very happy man was he. So let's be happy for Zacchaeus too. Let's affirm our faith now as we join together in the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate in the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life who proceeds from the Father. With the Father and the Son, he is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken to the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. The prayers of the people. In peace, let us pray to the Lord, saying, Lord, have mercy, or Kyrie eleison. For the holy church of God, that it may be filled with truth and love, and be found without fault at the day of your coming, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, Lord have, mercy. have mercy. For Michael, our presiding bishop, for Nicholas, our own bishop, for all bishops and other ministers, and for all the holy people of God, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, Lord have, mercy. have mercy. For all who fear God and believe in you, Lord Christ, that our, device, that our divisions may cease, and that all may be one as you and the Father are one. We pray to you, O Lord. Lord, Lord have, mercy. have mercy. For the mission of the church, that in faithful witness it may, it may preach the gospel to the ends of the earth, we pray to you, O God. Lord, Lord have, mercy. have mercy. 
For those who do not yet believe, and for those who have lost their faith, that they may receive the light of the gospel, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace of the world, that a spirit of respect and forbearance may grow among nations and peoples, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those in positions of public trust, Joseph, our president, and Daniel, our governor, that they may serve justice and promote the dignity and freedom of every person, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all who live and work in this community, especially those who work the hospitality and fishing industries, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For a blessing upon all human labor and for the right use of the riches of creation, that the world may be freed from poverty, famine, and disaster, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the poor, the persecuted, the sick, and all who suffer, for refugees, prisoners, and all who are in danger, that they may be relieved and protected, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this congregation, for those who are present, and for those who are absent, that we may be delivered from hardness of heart and show forth your glory in all that we do, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For our enemies and those who wish us harm, for all whom we have injured or offended, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For ourselves, for the forgiveness of sins, and for the grace of the Holy Spirit to amend our lives, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all who have commended themselves to our prayers, for our families, friends, and neighbors, that being freed from anxiety, that they may live in joy, peace, and health, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. In our parish cycle of prayer, we pray for Bruce Martin, Jennifer Moran, and Bill and Wendy McCaffrey. We pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. In our diocesan cycle of prayer, for diocesan convention, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all who have died in the communion of your church, and those whose faith is known to you alone, that with all saints, that they may have rest in that place where there is no pain or grief, but life eternal. We pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. Rejoicing in the fellowship of the ever-blessed Virgin Mary, Peter, our patron, and all the saints, let us commend ourselves and one another and all our life to Christ our God. To you, O Lord, our God. The celebrant adds a concluding collect or the following doxology. For yours is the majesty, O Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory now and forever. Amen.
If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive us our sins and cleanse us with all, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. God of all mercy, we confess that we have sinned against you, opposing your will in our lives. We have denied your goodness in each other, in ourselves, and in the world you have created. We repent of the evil that enslaves us, the evil we have done, and the evil done on our behalf. Forgive, restore, and strengthen us through our Savior, Jesus Christ, that we may abide in your love and serve only your will. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who of his great mercy has promised forgiveness of sins to all those who with hearty repentance and true faith turn to him. Have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and bring you to everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And now as brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, who are reminded that we all shall we say, fall short, no, no pun intended, of the glory of God. And know that we can turn to the Lord Jesus and ask forgiveness and repent, change our ways. And the Lord is there to not only forgive us, but to strengthen us in our new life in him. Let's now greet one another in his most holy name. May the peace of the Lord be always with you. Thank you so much, brother. Good job again. Let me just say this. You really have to hand it to short people like Zacchaeus. Because he can't reach it for, by himself. Ha ha ha. Come on. Ha ha. All right. Okay, okay. <laughs> but don't boom. <laughs> yeah, come on. Offer to God a sacrifice of praise and make good your vows unto the Most High.
Thank you.
gracious God, creator of the universe and giver of life, you formed us in your own image and called us to dwell in your infinite love. You gave the world into our care that we might be your faithful stewards and show forth your bountiful grace. But we fail to honor your image in one another and in ourselves. We would not see your goodness in the world around us. And so we violated your creation, abused one another, and rejected your love. Yet you never ceased to care for us and prepared the way of salvation for all people. Through Abraham and Sarah, you called us into covenant with you and delivered us from slavery, sustained us in the wilderness, and raised up prophets to renew your promise of salvation. Then, in the fullness of time, you sent your eternal word, made mortal flesh in Jesus. Born into the human family and dwelling among us to reveal your glory, giving himself freely to death upon the cross, he triumphed over evil, opening the way of freedom and life. On the night before he died for us, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread, and when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his friends and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper was ending, Jesus took the cup of wine. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for you and for all for the forgiveness of sin. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died, Christ has risen, Christ will come again. Remembering his death and resurrection, we now present to you from your creation this bread and this wine. By your Holy Spirit, may they be for us the body and blood of our Savior, Jesus Christ. May we bring into the everlasting heritage of your daughters and sons, that we, with all your saints, past, present, and yet to come, may praise your name forever. Through Christ, and with Christ, and in Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, to you be honor, glory, and praise forever and ever. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia, Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. The gifts of God for the people of God, take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. Sisters and brothers, when uh, I was at the back 
getting ready for the service, I signed Bishop Hunt's name uh, for the, praying for the repose of his soul. And I want you all to think of his life and his ministry and what leadership he gave to us. May he rest in peace and may light perpetual shine upon him. Let us pray. God of abundance, you have fed us with the bread of life and cup of salvation. You have united us with Christ and one another, and you have made us one with all your people in heaven and on earth. Now send us forth in the power of your Spirit, that we may proclaim your redeeming love to the world and continue forever in the risen life of Christ our Savior. God's blessing be with you, Christ's peace with you, the Spirit's outpouring be with you always and forever. Amen.